0: You know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. I hate the strong words. I dislike Kirk Cousins more
1: than probably any of the and Because I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love to move what Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make
0: a difference for something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through, on am way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between so between. yeah I found myself somewhere in between the in-between fantasy football podcast So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is, is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related
2: do what you can to become a better
0: person to become a better human all right. It is February 1st, 2022. This is the In Between Fantasy Football podcast, the season finale of season three, baby. We are locked and loaded. The last time we're going to truly dive into the 2021 season without looking ahead too much to the next season. I'm Seth, joined by my guys here Nate Pulvote, Scott Reinier. Guys, hopefully we can make this better than uh, some of the TV show season finales I've seen because those things end up being a letdown.
2: I want to jump right in on that one. People may know on Twitter I use lots of TV quotes and all that kind of stuff, joke around. You may have realized by now I'm a big Seinfeld fan. The Seinfeld finale for me was probably one of the most disappointing events in my entire life, to be honest.
1: That um, was so disappointing.
2: I do have a little bit of a theory on it though. And I think I've, I've come around on it a little bit. Cause the other thing I really don't like about TV shows is when they do their like greatest, you know, hundredth episode greatest hits and they just show a bunch of clips. I just skip past those, but that's because it's 2022 and I can watch any show as many times as I want. Back then yeah. when they were coming out, you know, in the nineties when they were just coming out once a week, you didn't have the opportunity to go back and watch every single episode. Yeah. So those greatest hit, hits clips were pretty cool. So, I mean, I, I do give it to Seinfeld their last episode. They did actually bring the actors who played all those parts. So it wasn't your typical clip show. But I really wanted to see that series just end with them in the apartment, like nothing special. Not in
1: prison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just a granted,
2: granted, they ended with the line about the button on the shirt that they started with. So they did pay out homage with that. But I really – I mean, it really just kind of turned into a clip show in a way with the actors there in a courtroom, and I was not a fan.
0: You, you know, you, you, go ahead. You know what one kind of tore me up, I'd say? Lost. Do you guys ever watch Lost? It's That's a pretty hot topic one too, for sure. That, that one is absolutely awful. To end, to end a show like that and just kill off everyone, like pretty much, that, that Is happened. that what
1: happened? I mean, they don't Dude, I watched off- the. They I watched don't the kill first off everyone, season. but they kill
0: off the like the main character who kind of like spoiler. I am sorry if you haven't watched Lost well, season finale at this point in on. twelve years. <laughs> you're, I, I not it. It. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna watch it. Yeah, there's know. a shelf. There's a
2: shelf life on
0: spoilers. Yeah, the, the other I think awful one. It, it's a recent Netflix show, and it honestly just mm-hmm. burned me. But it was called College uh Friends from College. It had like. uh Keenan, oh, yeah, uh, Ke- Keegan Michael Key yeah. was in
1: it. Um,
0: the, la- the uh, lady from um, the lady from the Marvel movies and from um, How I Met Your Mother. But I mean, so, so did you and Jen watch that one, Nate? Yes. Awful ending. Like everyone, just there was just no ending. Other. Everyone just hates each other at the end. Well, like, but the cool. worst
1: part. So I saw this on the show sheet, and Jen and I talked about it. The worst part about it was that show wasn't supposed to end like they were setting it up for another season and then they just didn't get renewed. Yeah. So there was no ending.
0: Yeah.
2: I got another, I got another one real quick. And this is a little bit of a, a, um, a flip on the, on the concept. One of the best finales I saw, they ruined it by coming back for another season. And that was Scrubs. Oh, so okay. they had one of the ruined best finales it. where they, they did see, they did series raps, for each actor, and it was, like, really emotional, and I loved mm-hmm. that show. It was like, oh, that was just such a great ending. And then they came back for another season, and it was terrible.
1: Oh, it was some of the worst oh, no, I didn't watch it. I, watched, I, I watched, five watched five
2: minutes of the first episode, and I was like, yep. nope. But it still, yep.
0: it, like, it sullied that finale for me. Wow. Yeah. Well, guys, we will try to do better than those TV shows. No guaranteed, though. Um, got a lot of people in the chat here tonight. We got Nick Garner. We got our guy Craig in here as well. We got Debbie in here as well. So exciting night. We got Andrew, um, a lot of the, the normal in between family members in here today. So we appreciate all the support guys, um, off season schedule going to be dropping next week. So we will be back here on the podcast. We get two weeks off. That is our break for the season. We get two weeks off. We're back on February 23rd, Nate, Jen, Scott, all four of us, Kyle in the back end as always as well. Um, Same place, same time, um, same bad channel, other than instead of uh, Tuesdays, we're going to be Wednesday nights now. Um, We're going to have our NASCAR shows and our golf shows on Tuesday night, though. So check in. You'll be here with either Nate, Connor, and Bo, or myself, Jared, and Elliot. So a lot of fun stuff coming your guys' way this offseason. Guys, also last week, we just dropped the In Between Family Baby, and that has been an absolute blast. Interacting with a lot of our closest, you know, audience members over the last couple of weeks, so I've had a blast with that. It's been awesome.
1: Yeah, we're just like paling around on Discord, giving advice on Facebook. Yeah, it's yeah. a good yeah. deal. Yeah. Can
2: I can I say one more thing about Lost? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to say, like, the finale was was disappointing. I don't really know how they could have, you know, I didn't have a solution to how they would do it, but no, I will say. As far as looking back on my TV watching career, Lost was a pivotal moment in TV for me when everything kind of changed as far as what TV was after Lost. Lost blew my mind
0: when I watched Oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. I was, that- like, I was like 10, Scott. I was like 10 watching that show, bro. Like- yeah.
2: I mean, it was just like I I it was like I was so <laughs> engrossed in what was going on. Yeah, it was just so unlike the TV yeah. I had seen. And now, like every
0: show's like that, and it's awesome,
2: but that was one of the pioneers
0: for sure. On the new Washington name, Nick Gardner asking us it's... quick question: What's your thoughts on the new Washington team name? I didn't see this. Did this just drop? Commandos. The Commandos. Am I right? Is that what it is? No, it's Commanders. Is it That's... Commanders? It's Commanders.
1: Okay, it's whatever. I don't. I think they should There's... have a state Washington football team.
0: Okay, I, I'm okay with no, no, dude. I, I thought that was a bad idea, Washington football team. I don't know. I, don't I know. liked it. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool with Commanders. I think that's pretty dope. I like that. I mean, it makes sense. I'm still abbreviating
2: yeah. them as WFT on every single spreadsheet. I'm not changing that.
0: So what will what, what will it be now WC? No, it'll. I mean, I, a lot Wash? of sites have
2: Washington as WAS. WAS. We'll yeah, go yeah, we'll back as as to that. Man. Yeah, no Probably. doubt.
0: Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into it tonight. We're going to talk about everything we saw from the AFC and the NFC uh, championships over the weekend. We're going to do it our style, Headline Hijinks style, that is. And Headline Hijinks tonight is presented by Underdog Fantasy as it has been throughout the season. And, guys, if you have not been playing Underdog Fantasy, now is the time. They still got some playoff best ball. They still got some 2022 best ball going on. So if you need to scratch that itch because – I think I do, honestly. I think I can scratch that itch a little bit. Nate, we've been kind of scratching that throughout the uh, early postseason here, but I think we're going to do it again here. So head over to Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code IBT. You're going to get 100% instant deposit match up to $100, baby, courtesy of IBT, courtesy of our guys over at Underdog Fantasy. (coughs) Get in there. We got pick them parlays that we feature every Sunday on the DFS tailgate. There's so much different things you can do on there, guys. So get over there Underdog Fantasy. Take care of business there. And let's go ahead and get into some headline
1: hijinks.
0: (laughs) I think eventually one day for our audio listeners tonight, um, those who are joining us, the headline hijinks drop. It it has a, a video montage with it. And two of the quarterbacks on it featured are Cam Newton and Big Ben. Both, uh, probably no longer yeah. in the league in 2022, so just in I... time for some off-season edits. Yeah, yeah, a little. Did a little... you
1: guys know that Big Ben and I are literally the exact same age? Same day, yep. same day, same year.
2: Same, same for me with Tom Brady.
1: No. That's crazy. Just the
2: same, just <laughs> the same age, <laughs> same birthday.
0: Well, s- speaking of Tom Brady, guys, l- let's just jump in there. I think that's the perfect segue before we break down AFC NFC Championship. Games. The news initially dropped. I was actually on the phone with my sister um, during this news, and Katie saw it first, and she's like, "Wow, like the the fantasy world just blew up when you were on that phone call." I was like trying to guess what happened, and I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And uh, I want to reference Jen, mate, your wife's headline mm-hmm. last week on the show. She called this. Um, you know, we were giving advice to, to these teams and these players after the 2021 season that lost in the divisional round and her headline was bye bye Brady and it came true Nate you you guys thought this would happen I I am stunned I was more shocked than Jen but I guess it does
1: make sense like at a certain point you're going to be 45 next season yeah um he can't feel good like his body can't feel good right now. He's, st- he's st- yeah, yeah, probably he's got hon- kids, he's got a wife, she clearly wants him to be done. They don't need the money. Yeah. Like she's worth more than he is. <laughs> they have almost a billion dollars. It's he did everything he could do. And if his heart wasn't in it, I just don't think his heart was in it. So good for him. Heck I'm of a, a little career. surprised,
2: like if this was if this was this I mean, who knows? who knows what brady was thinking a year ago you know about about retiring but it seems to me if like he was if he was pretty close if it was imminent that he was going to make this decision going out with a super bowl victory would have been the way to go and unless he really thought they would win it again this year i don't know yeah.
1: um, i think he thought they were going to win it again this year yeah that's and probably they almost true. i mean they, all, they almost yeah they it.
0: were close they were honestly close i think they would have probably beat the 49ers if they were head to head um it, yeah. what does this mean for fantasy guys like like honestly I, obviously we don't know what the implications are going to be. Um, I think at the end of the day that, you know, because Nate, you, we, we talked about in the Discord earlier today, Nate, you thought maybe they'd be more going for, for a rebuild. I think they're still in contention mode with those defensive pieces that they've paid. They have a young offensive line. They still have Mike Evans under contract. The only thing they're missing realistically is a quarterback. Um, they need to get Chris Godwin back if they can, or uh, like, and maybe another tight end because all – all three of these tight ends are unrestricted free agents after the season.
1: Well, Gronk hinted at possibly playing even if Brady retired. So Gronk That's, may stay. Uh, yeah. But I think it really depends on – they could go out and like get, I don't know, like Jameis Winston or – I'm kidding.
0: No. I'm, I'm so
1: <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Sure. I can't believe it took you that long to make a face, set. But, but what about now. Jimmy G? I like, what about kidding. Jimmy G, honestly? No, not Jimmy G for anybody. He's not a good quarterback. All right. Well, Here's my
2: take. I mean, yeah, Jimmy G could very well. That's a possibility. but I don't think that makes them a contender. Nope. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I'll believe it when I see it, that Gronk's going to stick around. And, Me too. You know, keeping, keeping Godwin is no easy task at this point. And I mean, it's a sheer drop from Brady to whoever comes in. Yeah, I just, I mean, I mean, I don't want to, I won't just say they're in a full rebuild and now they're a dumpster fire, but it's it it's really gonna It's going to hinge on on who they can get, and if it's somebody like Jimmy G, I just, I, I don't see that. I don't see that being enough of a difference for them to stay at the level they're at.
1: I mean, it wins in the. It probably wins in the division.
0: Yeah, the divisions. The division is pretty weak right now. Outside of that. Like I'm trying to think like right now from a dynasty perspective, like you kind of just have to hold these pieces. Like we don't know the future of Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. We really don't know the future of either um, with the quarterback situation too. So guys, let's move forward to the Super Bowl here. We, we had two incredible games here over the weekend, the Bengals, they come back, they defeat the chiefs 27 to 24 in overtime. Man, don't get the so coin flip. Yeah. Don't get the coin flip. I mean, Miraculous game by Joe Burrow, um, 250 and two touchdowns for him. Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, all the boys show up for the Bengals. Um, And Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns in this game, but fell flat in the second half once again to the Bengals. Two costly INTs despite the three touchdowns. Um, And then on the other side as well, guys, the Rams. The Rams, they beat the 49ers 20-17. to And, you know, they were down this entire game. But I think everyone kind of knew that they still had a chance with Matthew Stafford at the end of the day versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, he turned into Jimmy Giraffalo, as we call him here mm. at the podcast. Um, Stafford, though, that connection with Cooper Cutman got him through once again, 372 yards, two touchdowns, did have the one pick. But Nate, w- what are your overall thoughts here on these games we witnessed over the weekend?
1: They were both very good games. Um, I think the better team won in both instances. Cincinnati's just firing in all cylinders right now. That offense is electric, and their defense played really well in the second half. Um, I like Zach Taylor. I think he's a really good coach. He made adjustments, really helped them win that game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Burrow, man. uh, Dude, if there was an award for swaggiest person on earth, it's probably Joe Burrow. dude dude, his confidence is just like you can see that whole team is just like ready to run through a brick wall for him but then also Matthew Stafford like this is his first Super Bowl like woo Mm -hmm. and that was a much tougher game against San Francisco than I thought it was going to be San Francisco's defense played well all in all I'm they were great games they were fun to watch the better team won in both instances and I'm excited for this Super Bowl
2: yeah, me too. I want to address the comment about overtime because I saw it was a pre- pretty obvious place to go. Because one thing that's been awesome about the Bengals is they've basically just been bucking every trend there is. Starting with them being the Bengals, and that yeah. not you know, yeah. there's been that's no bungles. Response. There's been no bungles. Yeah. Um, but then you know the, the the way they played at Arrowhead in the playoffs, they lost the coin toss and still won. You know what I mean? They're just like doesn't matter with this team right but as far as the overtime complaining like my take on that is my issues with the overtime yes they were a uh, spotlight was shown on it because of the intensity and emotion of the bills chiefs game and the way that everybody thought the bills should have gotten a chance yeah but the way i looked at it it had nothing to do with like who i was rooting for i still just looked at it as i don't think the system is is right it wasn't because the Bills lost. It's just because yeah. I don't think it's right. So the fact that this time around, the team that didn't get the coin flip ended up winning. To me, that still doesn't. I'm not going to complain about it, but it, it doesn't necessarily change anything for me um, yeah. as far as my issues with overtime. So in this case, I happen to be rooting for the Bengals, so I loved it. Um, but that's just that's my take on the overtime thing. Like for me, it wasn't about it being the Bills because everybody rushed to like. Oh, the Chiefs asked about changing the overtime rules a couple years ago, and the Bills voted not. And it, to me, it, it had nothing to do with the Chiefs and the Bills. It's
0: about the concept. Yeah. Um, so i i think I think they'll still address overtime possibly in the offseason. I don't know if anything will change. We'll see. Um, overall, though, just a, you know, a, a great great time here in the AFC NFC Championships. You know, we've seen Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup just m- mature beyond belief. Um, I don't yeah. know if any of you guys saw Cooper cup and Bobby trees moment after that game, but that was special. Um, you know, bigger than football, man. That's what Bobby trees was telling Cooper cup. And I, I believe that. And, you know, Jamar chase, Joe Burrow, this entire T Higgins, Joe Mixon, all these guys have evolved into elite players, the defense, Sam Hubbard, um, you oh, know, Hubbard. They, they have, They've been absolutely outstanding. That so that play,
2: that play he made on Mahomes when Mahomes was dancing around, just assuming he'd yeah, oh, I'm, I'm Mahomes. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll succeed here. And he just he you could see it. He was he was the spy. He was he was the yeah. spy on that play, and you could just see it. He made a decision, no hesitation, and he just just bolted for Mahomes and made him fumble. I mean, like if the Bengals had fallen on the ball there, it'd have been over. It was. Yeah, I mean, we've been treated the last six games that we've been on oh. to watch. It's just it's crazy G- how good they've been. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, these games have been incredible. Some of the best I've seen in years.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think it just speaks to the NFL, the product right now, the the quality of players on both sides of the ball. Guys, let's break down this headline hijink style. Um, I'll throw out my headline first. Um, for me, and I'm going to show my age a little bit, but there was a funny TikTok going on uh, a couple weeks ago. And have you guys, like, seen the one with Joe Biden? Like, the one, like... You want to tell Joe Biden right now? What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo! Joe Biden, like, take me out to dinner. Like, you know that one? You know I'm referring to? Like, the bing bong? Nope. Staten Island? Like, you know, like, the saying bing bong now? I've heard it. Just because it's Toronto Dave. Okay, Okay, it's it's from a TikTok, basically. But someone remade it, and they said... Hey, Joe Burrow taking the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> so, guys, I, I honestly, it, it might sound crazy. Um, Nate, but you called it during, you know, we had we had an episode before Wildcard Weekend. They were your pick to go to the Super Bowl. It was ballsy then. I think like whether I want to or not, I'm taking Joe Burrow and the Bengals in the Super Bowl, man. I think there's just something about it. I think Matthew Stafford's time will come. I think the Rams are probably the better team. But I don't know, man. The, the the way they disassembled the Chiefs in the second half. I think I think this team is special. I think Zach Taylor is one more one more trick up his sleeves. The Rams are home, so the Rams could get a little complacent here. I just think at the end of the day, um, looking at matchups on the offensive side of the ball, I just don't think the Rams secondary, outside of Jalen Ramsey, can can stop T. Higgins and Jamar Chase.
1: For me, this game could really go either way. I feel like <clears throat> I think it's going to be a Because we thought – like most people thought that we were crazy to say that Cincinnati had a shot to win last weekend.
0: Yeah. So
1: this game really could – it really could go either way. Uh, My headline is Escape from Detroit, Stafford Triumphant in L.A. Kind of a nod to the old Escape from L.A. movie with good old Kurt Russell. Um, This is Stafford's time, man. Like this dude has suffered – and suffered through terrible teams his whole career he finally gets somewhere they get obj they get vaughn miller even when bobby trees goes down that offense is still playing well they get cam Akers back like this la team is a team of destiny i think this is stafford's year burrow will be back and i would love to see burrow win it but i think this is la's year
2: okay huh? my turn my turn okay yeah your turn so i'm gonna try and do the voice i'm gonna butcher it give a little shout out to one of my favorite movies of all time Hey, hey, Shooter, you want to go celebrate Super Bowl victory at Red Lobster?
1: <laughs> okay, well,
2: I'll be at the Red Lobster in case you change your mind, Shooter. So that's, that's, good. that's, that's, that's Shooter McGavin being asked by his little puppet in Happy Gilmore yeah. if he wants to eat at Red Lobster. And as you know, Evan McPherson has been nicknamed Shooter. Yeah. So I am going with the Bengals, personally. That's who I'm picking to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing game. It is – When you looked at the slate start of the playoffs, it is definitely not who I pictured being playing each other, Um, which I kind of love that. Like it's it's kind of just a new matchup for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's not Bucks Patriots, which I would have thrown my TV out and not watched anything if it was Bucks Patriots. (laughs) But it's really it's really hard to tell. The reason I'm picking the Bengals is because I think one of the, you know, one of the things in the playoffs that happens is a team just catches fire and like regardless of anything, regardless of odds, anything that happened even last week, they they have the momentum. And I think the Bengals have that. I think the last two games for the Rams, they've made way more mistakes than the Bengals and they've still kind of Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: four fumble four fumbles against yeah. Tampa Bay and then, you know, last week they were they were early just struggling all sides of the ball.
2: Yeah, so I mean, to me, I think Cincinnati's coming in with all the momentum. That's my personal opinion. Um, I mean, the Rams. I here's the thing: I'm not really. I'm a Seahawks guy, so like, I'm not a big fan of the Rams. But I, I love Matthew Stafford. So, and I think that him getting to a Super Bowl in his first year out of Detroit, I think it's awesome. Um, so, you know, I don't. It's it's not it's not about that. I, I really am fine with either of these teams winning the Super Bowl. The story the storyline for each team is great but i just i think cincinnati is the if there is such thing as a team of destiny i think it's cincinnati it reminds me a little bit painfully of the 2005 uh pittsburgh steelers who came into the came into the, the playoffs as a wild card and ended up yes, beating sir. they ended up beating some team i can't remember who in the super bowl um pretty big upset
0: sean alexander and the boys baby but yes, it's kind of like that you know what
2: i mean i mean the bengal's didn't come in it as a was. wild card that's not what i'm saying but like I didn't give them, I mean, personally, I didn't give them a chance last week. I didn't think they'd go in there yeah. and win. I really
0: didn't. I so I love it, man. I Can you win on swagger alone? That's the other thing. Yes. Typically, typically like, maybe I'm getting old. Me and Nate, you
2: know, showing our age by having no idea what TikTok you're talking about.
1: Hey, yo. Yeah. Right. Um,
2: <laughs> but maybe I'm getting old, but like for some reason, like sometimes too much swagger just like rubs me the wrong way. But with Joe Burrow, I love it. I Dude,
0: love it. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers AFC North fan, you know? And, and I, I, I love Joe Burrow, man. I think he yeah. is like, like, I think ev- everyone does like he won for America last week. Like, let's be honest about that boys. He won for America. This man put not just the Bengals on his back, not just Western Ohio on his back. This man put goddamn America on his back. He took down Brittany Mahomes, and jackson mahomes and yep. the entire mahomes clan over there you know chris jones over there saying oh not five not six seven rings oh no baby joe burrow and the boys oh, man. america i didn't know chris jones said that, that look back a couple i mean look, i know yeah. where
2: it originated and it's yeah. kind of a silly thing but, to steal and say but
1: whatever
0: well, guys, cool. let's move forward. Um, I think we've we've we previewed the Super Bowl. Scott and I, we're gonna ride the hot hand with the Bengals. Nate's probably gonna take maybe the better roster, better coach team, better you know overall odds with the Rams. The team and that's
1: actually gonna win.
0: Yet, yet, Nate was the one person who who had the Bengals getting this far, and now he Not turns on them. So, I I appreciate I appreciate that, Nate. I bought
2: you, Nate. I bought you a cake. It's in the mail. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> guys let's go ahead and get into the temperature check presented by steven's quality barbering services and I, i i think the the biggest advertisement i can do for our guys steven's quality barbering services is just check out the hair tonight folks it was like last podcast like at least an inch and a half longer it is short we were looking pristine today had a little photo shoot got some some new thumbnails coming your way in 2022 from IBT media so uh Yeah, things are looking good over here. Check out Stevens Quality Barbering Services in Kerwinsville, PA, whether you're in Western, PA, Central, PA. Get over there. Noah's going to hook you up with a quality haircut at a quality price. And you're just having an overall quality experience there at SQBS. So visit StevensQuality.GenBook.com today. Book that appointment. Get in there with Noah. We thank him for his services, making a lot of us here at IBT look better than we actually do. So... Nuts. Let's go ahead and bring in our next segment. We're going to get some things started with temperature check.
1: Temperature check. That's really spicy. Holy
0: All right, baby. Guys, uh, we, we do temperature a lot here. Right now, we're going to take the the temperature of some players who we we're in and out on in twenty twenty one, and we're going to talk about whether we're in and out or in or out on them here in the new year. Um, first, I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys, like, what what's the hottest pepper you guys think you've ever ate? I don't really
2: Probably. know, to be honest. I'm not a big pepper guy, so I don't I don't know. Nate? So Finally,
1: we uh bishop's crown which is kind of close to a ghost pepper okay um they're pretty hot uh just recently this past summer i had one and then i have a bunch of them frozen and i have a bunch of ghost peppers frozen i'm gonna make hot sauce nice but that bishop's crown was hot i believe it Uh, actually i take that back i've had a scotch bonnet so that's the hottest okay
0: okay kyle audio editor producer in the back end um any hot pepper experience from your end i know how the irish like to get down with those
2: I don't know who told you that. <laughs> uh, the hottest pepper I've eaten, you know, maybe like a bell pepper, you know? Wow. Uh,
0: wow. Afraid of the heat, I'm are you? Like,
2: probably a jalapeno. Not really okay. a big pepper guy. OK, yeah, I'm kind of the same. I mean, I'll, I'll eat jalapenos all day, but I, if I ate something hotter than that, at some point I didn't like. i didn't i didn't didn't remember it or save it for a potential podcast question
0: word word no (laughs) understandable understandable scott i will ask you this question man there was one player that you were out on in 2021 that and what's your outlook for them in 2022
2: um so one of my outs that didn't pan
0: out for me was josh jacobs
2: and it wasn't necessarily that i was just you know leaving him for dead but I had him ranked as a, I think, mid to low RB two.
0: RB two. So did I. Josh. Yeah. The reason
2: I chose Josh Jacobs for this one is because I've been digging into running backs since the season ended, and I'm, I'm Josh Jacobs was take lock for me. I made a decision at some point to not really like him, and then you know, Probably use the use, use, uh, use the lack of targets, the lack of receiving work as a narrative as my reason, and so then I just never would draft him. And I would make I would make little snide comments when people did, and I can't really chalk it up to anything other than take luck. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying Josh Jacobs is an RB one, but he was one of the safest RB twos in quite some time this, this year. Um, he was one of only two running backs in the entire top 36 who never was outside the top 36 in any week he played this year. Damn! So he was I mean he was he was kind of the epitome of a fairly Capped ceiling, but very high floor running back in PPR. And I mean, granted, his his targets and receptions did go up and they've gone up every every year he's played. This is his third year, they went up. So it's not a huge sample size to really see if it's a trend. But you know, he finished right around the end of right, right around a low end RB1. Um, he's he's a touchdown guy. His 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 work in the red zone hasn't really changed. Kenyon Drake, even when he was there, didn't take away the work I think people were expecting him to take away. Um, yeah. So I just, I just think he's a, he's a safe running back. And the thing about him too is if his targets and receptions do climb again, um, I mean, we'll see. They have a new coach. Yeah. Uh, have a new coach who wants to, who wants to really tap into Derek Carr's, um, Derek Carr's talents. Fancy that a coach that wants to like build around
0: what the quarterback can do. I'm excited for Josh McDaniels. I think, I Me think too. it could be, good things scott don't be too hard on yourself you were the highest out of uh, our three rankers me you and dave you had him at rb19 i was at 22 dave was at 26 on him so yeah so like
2: i said this wasn't necessarily about me burying him this was more about i know how i felt about him and i'm taking it as an opportunity to because that's one thing i've done in the last year is i really had to dive
0: into like okay if Am I being objective or do I just not like this yeah. person
2: for some reason, you know? Yeah.
0: Nate, who is a player that you were out on in 2021 that, that you're back in on, or you're back out again on here uh, in the new season. Say that again.
1: <laughs> you're Someone you were out
0: on in 2021 and you're either in or out on them this season.
1: <laughs> so <clears throat> I get what you're saying. The words aren't making sense in my brain for, for some reason, the I think the worst player that I was kid, out bro. on. You got to. I know, you know dude. You know. It's been a long day. I've been writing <laughs> like all day. Um, my worst out was Derek Carr. I I mean, he was the overall what was it? I think QB seven. What? What Derek? No QB Carr? thirteen. QB thirteen. <clears throat> but he was being drafted at QB like twenty three or twenty four. <clears throat> so the value for where you were getting him for what he ended up being was. And considering the mess that was Las Vegas, the fact that he even got that team to the playoffs is pretty impressive. I mean, you lose your wide receiver one halfway through the season forever. Yeah. yeah, You had Hunter Renfro. Kenyon Drake wasn't effective. Darren Waller's out most of the season. Brian Edwards isn't doing anything. You're relying on Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro and Foster Moreau.
0: How did he finish as the QB 13? He was awful there. Like I I just looked and you're so, right. So I, I have and, no idea. Like so
1: here's the thing. I did I had to do kind of a dive on him today. Because
0: he and, was he was atrocious in the back half of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean he wasn't great, but he had some really good games at the beginning of the season. And he peppered in some 20-point performances here and there. Um he wasn't phenomenal, but he was good enough to be QB 13
0: yeah that's yeah I, I i'm with you though nate i was i don't know i was, Dude, i started my i started writing
1: about him bagging on him but then as i started getting deeper into the stats i was like oh i can't bag on him yeah
0: he
1: yeah. actually had a decent year so yeah
0: N- nick garner saying that james connor was his his worst out here this season that's a lot of people's too That's a good one yeah i was out on him that's that that's a really good one um a player, a player that I'm, I was out on, and um, and I, I, actually want to say it was a bad one, but a player that I was out on, which you know was kind of a good thing, um, was Saquon Barkley, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we had we had this ranking discussion uh, a couple weeks ago, Scott, and you know, I, I had him as an RB two, uh, low end in the RB, I think it was twenty two or twenty three out and ranked and. I was just worried. I, I I couldn't make the numbers go any higher for him. And I tried and I tried and I tried and I couldn't. And, like, the the, the fact is that Devonta Booker was a better fantasy running back when given the opportunity than Saquon Barkley this season. Um, like, it, it just didn't go your way if you drafted Saquon. And I'm sorry for your loss. And I maybe next season you'll listen to me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but actually <laughs> – I actually think in 2022 this is the time that I want I'm in on Saquon this year boys already. I'm back. I'm back baby. We are we are Wolfpack baby. Um so okay Good so coach. I just I just started working for Fantasy Med Analytics here in the last week. Uh sports med analytics that is and um one of my first assignments was editing a video about how ACLs in the second year like Adrian Peterson what he did off his ACL tear was like unprecedented. That doesn't normally happen. And normally, you know, it takes two years to get back. Um, you know, what we saw Cooper Cup do this season, he's a couple of years off in ACL right now. So I'm thinking that Saquon, he's going to get back to normal right now. Um, we got Brian Dable coming in from um, from Buffalo. He did a lot with Devin Singletary this year. And you know I, we were riding that hot hand, baby. I'm <laughs> so sick of me talking about Devin. Singletary. I am so sick of listening to you
1: talk about Devin Singletary, but okay. I'll allow it
0: one more time. It's fine. So, but I'm just saying, you know, I I think right now I'm willing to take the risk on Saquon, given what his ADP is going to be right now. ECR for Fantasy Pros is going to be uh 27 overall RB 15. Um, that's according to their 2022. So. For an RB2 price, you could get Saquon, and I think he still has RB1 upside. So I'm willing to take that shot in the middle of the third round for Saquon in 2022. Yeah, yeah that sounds a lot
2: better. I was definitely one of the people that was too high. I mean, it seemed like it was either you were like, yep, he's going to be vintage Saquon, or it was like, nope, he's going to totally tank. It seemed like those were the two kind of options, and Seth, you were right. I mean, he totally tanked. I got I, I had him on one team, luckily, but yeah. as, what, as what happens in fantasy
0: football now – he's become a deal. Yeah. Yep. Nate, is there someone that you were out on last year that you might be pulling back in on? Derek Carr. Okay. just talked
1: about. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is, is there anyone, <laughs> is there anyone you were out on that you're, that 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 you're not in on again this year? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. You're staying away.
1: I'm staying away. Look, I hate when people say injury prone when there's no history or like reason to think that there's a reason that this person is continuing to get injured. But I'm telling you, Christian McCaffrey is going to be injury prone for the rest of his career. They overused him the first three seasons and he's undersized for what they were asking him to do. He got beat up, man. He just got beat up and his body is starting to break down. I've we've seen this before with players who read LeVeon Bell. It's a perfect example they beat the hell out of him and he is a quarter of the player that he was or could be Uh. at this point in his career it sucks man because i love christian mccaffrey he's a colorado boy i watched him play in high school like his dad is a legend here yeah yeah obviously i love christian mccaffrey and i don't want this to be true but ron rivera destroyed
0: his body for for the first round pick are you just kind of are you just kind of out like like, cause that's what he's going to cost. Like, it's
1: yeah. I'm no. There's no way I'm taking him in the first round. Would you the second take him?
0: Round. Would you take him in like the second if he happened to fall back? Like, no.
1: Mm-mm. He's too much of a liability. He could he? He could go out and have a huge season.
0: but I, We're on
1: year, what three? Year two of him not playing a full season.
0: Yeah, it's two years in a row. Two years in a row. He so. I mean, I, I would have a hard time not drafting him if he fell to the late first round. Scott, are you? Are, would you agree? So, with yeah, that?
2: I mean, I have the same concerns um, as you both probably know. I I picked him first overall in our office league, IBT. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. My my, my Champion.
0: Team. Champion. Let's go. Oh, really? M- um, Nate, and my, Nate and I are back-to-back now, baby.
2: And yes. my season went to shit quickly. But <laughs> I am not – Quite to the point where I'm just done with CMC because I'm assuming he's going to get hurt again. I, I hear everything that they're saying, and it's a huge concern. It's a big risk, but a big risk of injury. I mean, he he he's also he hasn't played that many seasons. It's not like it's not like we're on season eight. And if you're telling me sure. I can have, if you're telling me I can have Le'Veon Bell's career, I'll take it. He had more Le'Veon Bell had oh. more than one really good season. So my deal with CMC, CMC, honestly, is he's the type of player where, me personally, I'm hoping I'm around the fifth pick in the first round because I'll take CMC there. Um, His ceiling, the potential for him to win you your league is enough for me to take that risk. Um, And as we saw this year, there were plenty of other running backs drafted in that same general area who also shit the bed due to injury or due to whatever. Oh, yes. So. I'm I'm still just based on I mean I I was I was I was doing a little bit of a deep dive on this a little while back comparing him you know Jonathan Taylor and RB ones and how many points do RB ones score and all that kind of stuff and I mean like Jonathan Taylor is pretty much a pretty consensus RB one right now overall um, I think he will be CMC's that year his RB one year is was so much higher than JT oh, yeah. in oh, 2021 yeah. so that. Ceiling, you know it's. It depends on how risky you want to be. It's a huge risk. Yeah, but are you? you I'm not. Know, I'm crazy? just not willing to take the risk. Yeah, yeah and and, and, I, and I think I am. So
0: Nate, what about a player you were in on? You were in on this year, and and what's your outlook for them next year? Don't say so, Derek Carr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's always Derek Carr, guys. Yes. So I'm gonna go with the worst player that I was in on, and that's gonna be Sam Darnold. That did not pan out, man. (laughs) And I was taking him fairly early in some drafts just because I really thought that with Joe Brady and Matt Rule, he was going to be phenomenal. He was not, and I am out forever on Sam Darnold.
0: Forever.
1: Forever.
0: He's probably a back. I mean, he's a backup now at this point. He's a backup for the rest of his career. Like, he'll get another shot maybe. Maybe it's a Ryan Tannehill situation. Maybe he finds his way. To another team eventually and, and figures it out, but I mean, it's been three really bad seasons for Sam Darnold, so I think I it's mean, time Trubisky to go.
2: Trubisky should be starting over Darnold before, Darnold's yeah. On. Oh, 100,
0: percent you know, Mariota, Nate. I agree with you though, man. I was, I was excited for Sam Darnold, excited for this entire uh Carolina, Carolina offense, and I mean, Joe Brady didn't even make it out of, out of November, so that's and Joe Brady's a good coach, man. Like, I, yeah. I, I think that role might be more the issue than he is personally.
1: Well, rumors are that Matt Rule might be heading to Michigan anyway, so.
0: Ooh, all right, all right. Nate's in on that wire. He's in on that wire. Um, I would say probably, like, you guys know one of my big ins was David Montgomery, and I feel like I really can't judge. Like, I can't, I don't know how to feel. Like, how would you guys feel if you drafted Dave Montgomery this year?
2: Well, I did in Scott Fishbowl, so. How you did you Okay, here's the deal. It did, it did not work out necessarily for where you drafted him. But if you do, if you actually look at his numbers and games played, he was a, he was a very good fantasy running back. He just missed so much time with injury.
0: Yeah. He was a low end RB one. I think, I think he like, I think uh points per game. He was RB 13. Right around around there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so I mean, yeah, he missed four games. Yeah. But when he played 18, 22, 28. He had that 28 point game
0: against Arizona. A couple stinkers kind of when he first came back, but the, I mean it was from sure. an ACL injury, so.
1: And also like I feel like everyone in that Chicago offense gets a pass except for Andy Dalton for last season.
0: Yeah, I do don't because Matt Nagy
1: might be I just feel like he's one of the worst play callers in the NFL and like one of the worst game managers in the NFL.
0: I thought he was good before this year though. Like I'll be so, honest like dude, but Matt- he
1: fell apart.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just like I don't know what to even make of Monty this year. Like I'm in because like again, it's a fair price. It's a better price than last year. Overall, right now, Fancy Pros ECR they got him at uh, overall 30 RB 15 right now. So right behind Saquon, kind of, which I think you know I'm willing to pay that price for him again. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I just think they need a lot of help here in Chicago. They need to retool that offensive line. They need to get some help outside. because, I mean, Allen Robinson, I mean, one of the worst seasons of – probably the worst season of his career outside of the ACL tear season. Um, So I, it's just – I don't know, man. I just don't know what to make of this. Like, I don't know much about Matt Eberfull from the Colts coming in as the head coach, defensive coordinator there. I just don't know. Like, we know they also got the Packers QB coach, Luke Getze, as their new offensive coordinator. which I, I think that would be good for Justin Field. I just don't know I don't, we don't have a big enough sample on Justin Fields like I just don't know where the direction of this team's going and you guys know I love my Chicago Bears so like this is a bummer man like, I just
1: <laughs> I, I, you're going to hate my new you're going to hate my new column you're Oh no me.
0: are you are you coming after <laughs> Monty
1: No no I am saying that Justin Fields might be a must have in I, fantasy I, next season
2: Oh so it's good lead in cuz I I know it was a small sample size but man, somebody put out a thread either today or yesterday that showed a bunch of, his, you know, just a bunch of Justin Fields passes from towards the end of the season. And I think he was hitting his stride, man. I think he was finding his feet. I think he's I think I think the Bears offense is going to be is going to be something is going to be something to behold. I mean, that's a little hyperbolic. I think the Bears offense is going to be solid with Fields. I think he showed enough more so than really any of the other rookies. Uh he showed the ceiling that he's capable of. Um, and I mean, I think for people like David Montgomery, especially Darnell Mooney, I Cole think the, the arrow's pointing up, man. And Cole Komet.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Scott, rounding out this this discussion, man, do you have any other people you were in on this season? And are you in or out on them heading into... The so one Minnesota? player I was
2: in on, it's a little bit of a cop-out because everybody was, but I still feel the pain of it, it was Trey Sermon. Um, I got stuck in a lot of rookie running back... Draft capital hype, um, oh. for, with Trey Sermon. Like, it was talking
0: like early second round, late first round? Like, oh yeah. I mean, I had him. I
2: had him. I think I had him in the drafts I was doing. I was taking him as the first forty down running back, if not him, Mostert. Oh, in um, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, and I just, you know, he. I think he had one game where he had the reins to himself this year, and he did okay. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, the the point was proven. Good players play. And he did not get on the field really at all this year. So I am mm-hmm. not going to be an entree sermon. The 49ers have been the one team that show they don't, they don't care about draft capital at all when it comes to their running backs. They are not going to use draft capital as some sort of pecking order for their running backs. I mean, if you look at their RB1s over the last five years, yeah. it's like undrafted and late both round. Text, the most you know? yeah. And the yeah. other reason I, I say that is because I am a huge Elijah Mitchell believer at this point. Um, to me, that dude, you know, I'm not a big film guy, so I'll go cheesy style and say he passed the eye test with me as an NFL running back. And as much as people want to think that Kyle Shanahan runs a bunch of committees, the problem in, with the San Francisco 49ers backfield is not having a running back that's in a committee. It's having the running back that is going to be the bell cow or be the primary back, but picking the right one. I did a sure. deep dive on that last night. And I mean, since Kyle Shanahan took over the running back, who was the majority carry back of a game, got 65 percent of the running back carries in those five years. So that's I mean, that's not running back by committee style. Like I said, the problem is, who is that guy that gets the majority carries in the game? That's been the question. Yeah. and I think that's going to be Elijah Mitchell.
0: It's going to be him. Debo Samuel will be the, probably the RB2. You know, that that's kind of what we've seen. Maybe they use him a little less on the ground game next season, but um, right now he's Mitchell's RB1, Samuel's the RB2. Outside of a handcuff to Jeff Wilson, you probably don't want any of these backs. I agree with you there, Scott. Um, guys, let's go ahead and roll into some weekly advice for the final time this season. Um, it feels a little sad. I know we're going to be back in just two, two weeks with, you know, a new season ready, but it, it does feel sad. Um, but I, I am happy to, to say once again that it is presented by Monkey Knife Fight. Um, Monkey Knife Fight has been an awesome uh, company to partner with so far this season. Uh, if you want to get involved with Monkey Knife Fight, they have all the sports we cover here. IBT, football, UFC, golf, PGA, um, NASCAR is coming back here this week. We got we got the Bush Clash. So going to be a lot of fun out there in the Oakland Coliseum. Um, so uh, go over to Monkey Knife Fight. Use that promo code IBT. You're gonna get a free $5 game. You're gonna get 100% instant match deposit up to $100, baby. Again, promo code IBT Monkey Knife Fight. Get on these other games, these other sports we're talking about here at In Between Media. They're gonna have a lot of fun Super Bowl stuff too that we'll cover here on the DFS tailgate Super Bowl weekend, baby. So let's go ahead. Let's get into weekly advice. Weekly All right, weekly advice. Nate, I thought, you know, we could kind of split this up a little fantasy-wise, a little, you know, life-wise. A lot's happened. A lot has happened. You know, we launched the new season of the podcast last February, almost a year, you know, in the past now. Um, like, like, so God, much here God. has happened, bro, you know? It's crazy that it's been a year
1: since we started my second season on this show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Okay. All right. You're about to go into season three with us, buddy. Uh, Season four of the pod overall. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, But I thought we would kind of just look back. Let's just look back quickly at some of our worst and best takes of the season. And then we can talk about our favorite memories as well. Um, Nate, kick kick it off, man. What you got for us, bro?
1: Well, I already (laughs) talked about this. I said that Sam Darnold would be a QB one. Yeah. I was so wrong and I'm very sorry. Yeah. I also missed on LaVisca Chenault. So there's that, but I think Sam Darnold was the worst take I had because Mm -hmm. I was pounding the table and I was taking him early in drafts and it just did. Yeah. That was, dude.
0: I mean, there was an entire clan of fantasy analysts who team Visca this season and it just Mm -hmm. did not work out. You know, like, it's interesting, Nate, because like you saw the shit show and, or, of Urban Meyer coming, but you were still like engaged enough to, to, to go after a little bit like, you know, well, was- here's
1: the, my thought was that he's such a, like that, like multi-tool type college player right. that Urban Meyer would be like, oh yeah, I can use this. And he'd use it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, just being a rookie from Clemson, yeah. it made sense that he'd get more usage. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not out on him for next year though.
0: Yeah, uh, so Bengals. Um, my worst take from this year, and I I put it out pretty quickly after they this happened. But uh, Bengals, I, I had that they made a bad decision on drafting Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. I mean, honestly, like I'm not gonna say I was out on Jamar Chase because I wasn't at all. I had got him in a, you know a handful of drafts. He carried me in some leagues. But, you know, I just, did. you know, I thought the Bengals, they're going to do Bengal shit. And mm-hmm. we all thought that. And, and Sewell has been okay, but like he, he doesn't even look like the best, uh, the best offensive lineman maybe in this draft. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, I, I think just overall, I'm going to um, devalue, devalue offensive lineman a little more in the draft. Like, I, you know, I was used to the Steelers going after so many offensive linemen for years and just teams building around those young O-linemen. You know, we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do it in 2020 mm-hmm. when the Super Bowl with the first-round pick on the offensive line. But, I mean, when when you can get a generational talent outside the numbers, like I think more than ever wide receivers are more important in the game. So, mm. uh,
1: I would argue that guys like Tony Bacelli and Anthony Munoz who went – in the first round of drafts and are now in the hall of fame were arguably some of the most impactful players of their draft.
0: Right. Right. But but I'll say like the one thing I was actually thinking about over the weekend, I would, I would love to hear feedback on this as well. I, I don't want to get too much off topic here, but I felt like the teams with the best four wide receivers, give or take made it to the final four Debo Samuels, Debo Samuel, 49ers Cooper cup, the Rams Jamar chase, the Bengals and Tyreek Hill you can argue with like I put him with DeVonte Adams and Justin Jefferson like you know any of those three I think would kind of be in that that top four discussion but I just think these receivers this season played such a huge part I was surprised I mean the way that the
1: NFL's going these days that makes sense like Debo's a multi-tool guy so Yeah, yeah. you
2: know yeah, I mean sense. if you take a, even you know the Packers with Adams the Buccaneers with Evans and Godwin you know, made it to the divisional rounds, so it's true. Um, I mean, there were a lot of people that were knocking that going with Chase over Sewell. A lot of run. people. A lot of people. We've all yeah. seen the meme, you know, yeah. with him throwing. Yeah, and we've all seen it change. It's been kind of funny, actually, how how it's cha- changed this year. When Chase yeah. has a good game or Chase would have a bad game, that that specific yeah. meme would change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I agree with Nate. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you could. You could hit on a potential Hall of Fame offensive lineman for sure, but it's rare. It's rare. It's
1: rare, but it does happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at Garrett Bowles. Yeah, I mean, I think I I mean I I don't know who Garrett Bowles is, Nate. I'm going to be honest.
1: The Broncos offensive lineman who gets called for holding constantly, but he was a first round pick. Okay, little Broncos humor. What What round or what
0: year was he drafted?
1: Um,
0: I know Dalton Reider. I like Dalton. That Bryce. was the
1: that was the year they passed on um, Josh Allen.
0: Okay, word. Okay, word.
1: Goals over Allen. Word sounds Oof. good.
0: Uh, Scott, what was your worst take overall here? You think in twenty twenty one?
2: One of my worst takes, again, not a not an uncommon one, but a very very consequential one, uh, was having Ayuk over Devo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Now this is definitely one where it's easy to it's easy to be like, well, hindsight, you know, but the problem was is I. I really liked Devo Samuel. I liked him coming into this season. I've always thought, because I've seen him play more than a lot of other players in Seahawks 49ers games. I remember I was always just like, who's that dude that they can't tackle ever. Man. Um, so I don't know. You know, I just, I got, I got sucked in. And I mean, the thing about Ayuk is it much like Trey Sermon, it, it was really hard to predict what happened at the start of this year for the 49ers. No one, no one really saw all that coming, but in this case, um, I wish I would have stuck to my guns a little bit more in my in my liking of Debo Samuel because you know, you can't win your you know, all the cliches about you can't win your draft in the first round, but you can lose it and all this kind of stuff. It's like I had one, I had 15 leagues this year. I won one ring, one championship, that one championship team had Debo Samuel on it. I just think that, that that miss was pretty huge with how how much of an impact Debo Samuel ended up having.
0: Dude, like I had Debo – I pounded the floor in early 2020 for Debo Samuel. I had him in a lot of leagues in 2020, and he burned me. He burned me in 2020 because he was never healthy. You could never play him. But, I mean, I I barely had any of him this year. I, I burned me, you know. And I got to say, I, man,
2: my heart went out. Like, if you've seen the, the footage and the photos oh, of Debo after the game. No. Just heartbroken. No. Like Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Wasn't wasn't there a shot or was there? Who was it? Was it Ramsey? Somebody was, somebody was hug, giving him a hug and like, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing too about these playoffs, man. Like I don't remember seeing two players do more for their team to win and still lose than Josh Allen against the Chiefs and Debo against the Rams. Right. That touchdown. That touchdown pass by Garoppolo to uh, Debo was just. Beautiful. Yeah. That run after the catch was just amazing. That's like, what
0: you've been hyping up all, all year, Scott, that yak baby. Yeah, he's the yak um, monster for sure. Nate, round us out here, man. Who, who was your biggest or what was your biggest, you know, your best take here of the 2021 season that directly impacted our listeners, our readers, everyone here that interacts with us on socials as well? When Rashad Penny
1: came back from IR <clears> – <throat> I said, go get Rashad Penny. Chris Carson's pretty much done for the year. Alex Collins was hurt at the time. They were basically rolling, what, Travis Homer and DJ Dallas. And I just, I saw it. And it took a couple weeks. But, man, if you went and you got him and you had him in the play fantasy playoffs, forget I'll,
0: about it. I'll credit you, Nate, too, because you mentioned him twice in your column. Once, I think, in week seven. And then he got hurt again. And then you mentioned him again, I think, maybe week nine or week ten, like, Like after he came back from that, you know, short stunt on the injury um, list. But you were right. His roster
1: ship was still so low that week. I'm surprised.
0: I'm just surprised, man. Like, I, you guys know me. I'm a little bit of a DJ Dallas guy. I think DJ Dallas can play, yo. Look out for that guy. I'm just going to say it. But uh, DJ
1: Dallas (laughs) breakout year
0: 2027. 2027, baby. I'll be here. I'll be here. (laughs) I think I might have a beard by then, too, actually. That would be cool. Are you starting well, if you don't
1: shave, yeah, right? Just don't shave between <laughs> and then. It'll look like this.
0: Rashad Penny, though, I love that, Nate. Nate, you, you your, your waiver wire column, man, it's invaluable to us here at IVT Media. So thank you for uh, continuing to pump that out. And not Rashad the Penny. time I
1: told you guys to get Adrian Peterson. My
0: bad. I think that's all our bad. Scott, round us out, man. Uh, best, Best take of the season.
2: So I held, I held my ground and I kept Joe Mixon as a preseason RB one. Only one of us. Yeah. In my rankings. Um, I mean, Joe Mixon had just, he, he just, he's just morphed into this super polarizing player. And I mean, I I get it kinda, but like at the same time, there's a lot of other players who have been hit and miss and burn people, but Mixon for some reason just stirs the pot when you talk about him. So, um, it was pretty simple for me though. With Mixon, is is you know again another one of those players, much like Josh Jacobs, where I was never saying he's the the RB one. The problem a lot of times with fantasy discussions is it's either they're the best or bury him. There's no, oh yeah, oh yeah, there's no, no in between.
0: No, um, no, no. Like, like just for reference, Scott, you are the only one who had him anywhere near an RB one this season. You know, I had him down at RB 18, Dave had him at RB 20. So y- you were at RB 11 and that was like, you know, like you were like the outlier to us at that time.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I just, to me, it was, it was the other reason why I wasn't, I, why I wasn't really concerned about Najee Harris. You know, people were concerned about the O-line and about his efficiency. And I just, I didn't care because I knew Joe Mixon and Najee Harris were probably going to be close to the top of the league in, Running back rush share for sure. Um, it was going to be volume. Like he was going to get the volume. Yeah. Um, and what Mixon showed this year is he had, you know, he had the, he has those pass catching chops. He had a couple long TD, TD receptions um, yeah. and Long and long receptions. So,
0: and he was valuable um, here in the AFC championship, you know, k- kind of like took that game into his own hands at the last drive as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is like you'll have Joe Mixon. He's one of those running backs where, the first half i'll be slugging along in a game and he's a you know 10 carries for 21 yards and everybody everybody comes out because nobody knows how long football games are apparently and starts trashing on joe mixon and it's like that's just you know it, it reminds me a little bit a little bit of, of watching lynch back in the day he, he sometimes wouldn't have the greatest of first halves but he just keeps on pounding and you know more of a second half guy so i just I thought surely by, by volume he was gonna he was gonna end up as a low end RB1.
0: All right, fair enough. I'll I'll close it out here. I'll say two two words, baby. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny. Was I call. was in. He was my, you know, he was that mid tier, mid late round guy that I was going after in all the drafts. He was RB31 off the board in ADP according to Fantasy Pro. So like seventh round, you're looking at. I got him in the 10th round in Scott Fishbowl, one pick behind Rojo. Um, but, <laughs> oh, that sucker. Oh, that sucker, baby. Uh, I took Rojo ahead of Fournette and Scott Fishbowl. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. A lot of us <laughs> did.
2: I had Rojo ahead of Fournette.
0: I will say, though, like, man, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think the playoffs matter for, for like, like, I'm paying attention. I'm taking the data from these playoffs, putting it a little bit towards next season um and you know Leonard Fournette was just one of those examples man I'm really sad that Tom Brady's leaving uh because you know those targets are gonna probably not ever be as good as what they were with Tom Brady but Lenny at least is gonna get himself a bag whether that's in Tampa or probably somewhere else because I don't think they can afford him especially maybe now without Brady but I don't know if they will bring him back without Brady so it's it's sad to see man but he was he was a stud he was a stud I hope he listened Yada yada yada.
2: Question is, if if Fournette leaves Tampa Bay, is everybody is the Rojo train going to have one more one more run or not?
0: I think if anything, I think they'll let them both walk. I think they'll sign Lenny yeah. back before they'll sign Rojo. I think if anything, uh, the Keyshawn Vaughn truthers of the world can crawl out of their rock.
2: That was a good call though. Fournette was a great call. I mean, he, I was looking at his numbers and like without the injury, he honestly did have an outside path to the o- oh, yeah. o- to the overall oh, RB1. Oh, yeah. It was it was in the cards.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. We talked best take, worst take. Nate, I want to throw things to you, man. Y- you've been you've been, you know, kind of by my side these last two years of as we've conquered in between media. Um, we've grown so much since then, you know, back in the day. It's crazy. It's yeah, it's absolutely inc- crazy. And you know, the support we have from this in between family is is incredible. Um, everyone on the staff, ev- all our audience members out there. What what are your favorite memories from the 2021 season, man? Just go at it.
1: Well, first, Canton, mm-hmm. like I got to meet all you guys in person. Scott's going to be there this year. That was a blast. And getting to know people in the industry and making connections with people that have yeah. continued on. Getting to go to the Demarius Thomas tribute game this season in Denver against Detroit was really neat. He was a player that I loved following his whole career, loved him in Denver, had some big moments for this team. It was real sad to see him pass, and to be able to be there for that tribute as kind of lame as it was on the organization's part. It was really cool, really cool thing to be a part of, and I hadn't been to a game since Tebow. um,
0: Wow. Wow. Right? Well, I guess outside of the Manning years, you picked a good time not to go.
1: (laughs) Well, before that, the last game I'd been to was when Jason Elam kicked a 63-yarder against the Carolina Panthers in 1998, 1999, and Darian Gordon had two punt returns for a touchdown. Awesome. So, (laughs) I'm old, bro. Uh, And then, like, I don't know, dude, the season in general was cool. We got back into our basement, got Mm -hmm. to be able to watch our multi-screen football experience, which... The fact that my wife will do that with me is pretty dope. Um, and Jackson started, right? And Jackson started to get into football this season. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a great season, dude. And everything that we did with him between the different shows and the different guests and just all of the things has been so much fun. Growing with our writing, growing as a company, building, doing yeah. amazing things. It was a great year.
0: Yeah, thank you for that, Nate. Man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure having you, you know, riding shotgun with me, brother. I appreciate you guys. Scott, out there in Seattle, man, what's it been like this, you know, 2021 season? This was your first full season immense in the fantasy football industry. Uh, what were your favorite memories from it, man? Oh, man. Like, there's
2: so many. I mean, this whole this whole experience has really changed my life in so many good ways, to be honest. Um you know, the world's been nuts for the last, my whole life, really. But I mean, it's been extra nuts yeah, for the last few years. And like having this space as, as, as an outlet for me to make myself available as an outlet for other people if they need it and to keep myself busy with something I'm very passionate about. Um, it's, you know, I'm not going to say like, I don't know how things would have gone had I not jumped in, in my life, but I know they've gone a lot. They've gone very well because I did. I've met tons of great people. I unfortunately was not able to meet people in person at the expo, but I've interacted digitally, mostly on Twitter, with a ton of great people. It's like I feel like I'm meeting somebody great, new every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people around. And you know, I think that's I think it's pretty invaluable. Like, and a lot of the conversations I've gotten into with people outside of football you know, with people that are in this in this community, but mm-hmm. talking about other things like mental health and like addiction and, you know, offering offering up like, hey, if, if anybody needs to talk about these things, like that's been hugely beneficial for me. So, and I mean, what can I say about it in between media? I mean, it's crazy. Like it was in November, I sent out a tweet like, hey, it's been a year now. And it's like, really? Yeah. You know, it's like, I have like, I was going through my columns yesterday or something. And, you know, I have like 16 columns I've already written now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like an actual, like, it's an actual like portfolio of work that I'm building. And I owe that all to, to in between media. So, I mean, it's just like, it's Nate and I, Nate and I talk about this all the time. It's just like, st- are you still pinching yourself, dude? It's like, yep. yep still day. pinching myself. Somebody asked for my advice and wanted it. Like that still blows my mind. So and then, I mean, honestly, like I said before, another memorable thing about this season was the last six games we just got to watch as a pure yeah. football fan. Um, you know, my I didn't have a dog in the fight. The Super Bowl actually played out to not be any teams I'm really rooting against, so that's great. But
0: man, were we blessed
2: with some amazing football the last few weeks?
0: Thank you, thank you, Scott. That's super powerful stuff, man. As always, I'm you know happy to have played a small role in your journey, man, and. Um I I think Nate can say the same.
1: Yep. Absolutely man. So glad to have you a part of this. Like look at us now, Scott.
2: Yeah. I know yeah, I painted I, mean, I painted my office. I got a ring light. Ooh. It's moving on up. Ooh, okay. Yeah,
0: let's go man. <laughs> Guys, I mean it's hard. It's hard for me to put into what the 2021 season means into words for me because the amount of growth I've I've had personally, we've had as a company has been otherworldly honestly you know the 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 stories i've been able to tell whether it's through our podcast bringing on people like field and and scott and and herms and robbie and jaywalk and all these important conversations that we need to hear you know i got some of the best motivational advice ever from field yates you know a, a guy i've looked up to my whole life and um you know there's telling the story of FYF front yard fantasy dave kluge um you know, the young fantasy football mind, Hutchinson Brown, like telling these stories have all, you know, helped shape me and they helped me believe in myself so much more than I ever did before. Like, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for this industry, for this community, for this company. And, you know, you guys, you know, not a lot of people are willing to bet on a 22 year old kid at that time. So I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me. Um, to everyone. be
1: fair, I thought you were older than me from listening to phone call.
0: I mean, man, it, 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 it's unreal, man. It is. And, uh, you know, everyone, everyone who does something here in between media, whether it's Katie, Jen, Griff, um, uh, TS, you know, our, our back-end editors, whether it's Kyle, who, who's here, listening to us talk every single week, you know, talk about fantasy, talk about life. He edits it. He, he, he doesn't only just listen to it once live. He re-listens to it again as he edits it um so i mean hats off to him hats off to scott you know everything you do with pulp fantasy has been amazing nate you you holding down the dfs guys over there connor and Bo. that has been amazing as well iron fist yeah yeah our our guy michael short man making all our graphic videos he's Um, that dude for sure yeah all our writers mike tolonco dave stewart um, everyone who, has contributed to this, Elliot Hicks, our NASCAR guys, Jared Bakiza, everyone, man. And there's so many people out there in the industry who have helped us, given me advice along the way. And it's unreal. And I couldn't have done this without every, every single one of you guys. Um, we wouldn't be where, where we are now without every single one of you guys. So thank you. Thank you to our audience. Thank you to our mentors. Thank you to our friends, friends of the show. Um, You know, just echoing what you guys said, it's it's all been a journey, man. The games have been a lot of fun. Katie and I rooted so hard for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, man. Like you, you would think we were at a Cincy bar this weekend. Um, So it's been a blast, guys. Um, I I really can't believe we're about to do it, but yeah, I think we're about to head out. You know, (laughs) season four is among us. We're we're about to jump into that. Let's go. Any any final words uh we got the super bowl here in about a week and a half uh the bush classic nascar kicks off this week so a lot of fun stuff happening uh you know maybe life will get somewhat back to normal what it was pre 2020 and 2022 final thoughts Nate Scott seal the deal seal the deal here guys
2: all right i um i just wanted to give a little I guess advice or whatever, if you are watching or whatever, and you're new to content creation, you see it pop up every, every now and then, then people asking like for advice and that sort of thing. And so I'm just gonna offer a little tiny bit of advice cause I'm still new to content creation, but I'm a year further into it than I was when I was very new to content creation. Right. So um, you've probably heard it before, but for one, be yourself and two, just keep swimming. Like in Finding Nemo, just keep swimming. You know, I, I, I'm just as guilty of this as other people where sometimes I'll get I'll get down on myself because of the lack of likes or retweets or follows or anything like that. Um, but taken for me, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that stuff doesn't matter at all. I'm just saying that, like, you never know who's looking at your stuff. Um, I got a few like pretty memorable follows this year from people I highly respect. Who personally said, hey, keep up the good work. I'm enjoying your work. They, you know, they hadn't necessarily clicked like on anything I'd ever done. I didn't necessarily have any way of knowing that they had seen any of my work. Um, I'm just assuming they were telling the truth. <laughs>
0: <You're right. laughs> they were, but you know right. what I mean? Like, you just yeah. don't
2: know. So, like, that's kind of what I've done. Like, I, I have anxiety issues. I have confidence issues, just like a lot of people. And there's plenty of days where I'm just like, I'm not good enough. Nobody's interacting, blah, blah, blah. And what I've done in those situations, the the way I combat that now is I'm just like, all right, I'm going to dig into some stats. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep working. Um, So just when you you get to those places where you really feel like it's not happening or no one cares, people do. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it, especially if you like it, if you enjoy doing it, just keep doing it. People will notice.
0: Yeah. Nate, final final thoughts, words of advice, man. You, you come here as a fantasy analyst, a father, a husband, you know, a chef. You, you have a lot of different hats, Nate. Carpenter? <laughs> Carpenter, yeah. Real estate agent as sort real estate
1: agent. Um so I th- never say never. I've had a lot of things going on in this specific industry lately, and opportunities presenting themselves and conversations I'm having with people if you would have told me two years ago that this is what I would be doing in my life, I would have told you, you were crazy because I've always wanted to do this and there was no way it would ever happen. Um, I emailed, this is probably like, I don't know, eight, seven, eight years ago. We have a friend who has a dog grooming business. One of her clients is a local news broadcast uh, sports guy at one mm-hmm. of the like major stations here. And I asked, I was like, could I have his email? Cause I'd like some advice for breaking in and I emailed him and basically what he told me was if you don't go to broadcasting school and know a million people, you're never going to work in sports. So just give it up.
0: He didn't know you. That's for sure. And now,
1: now here I am. Um, you never know what life will bring you. Yeah. That's all like, just be open to it and be prepared for it. And don't stop believing.
0: I love it. Don't stop believing, baby. We're gonna keep believing throughout the off season guys. Um, if I could give you any advice, it's it's what I've learned this season. Bet on yourself, you know Bet on yourself, man. you know th- there's gonna be people out there who tell you you can't and you're not good enough, but you are. W- whatever you do in life, however you want to spend that, you're good enough. Put your mind to something, bet on yourself. The unknown's scary. The the in-between can be scary, but it also can be a beautiful ride. So we're going to continue to ride this thing. We're going to be back in – give us two weeks. We'll be back here on uh, February 23rd. We're going to be talking Super Bowl, talking about 2022, outlook for fantasy football, outlook for life. So stay tuned with us throughout that. Um, A lot of good content coming for you this offseason. If you're not already, make yourself a member of the In-Between family. Go, Go over to our Patreon get involved with us. We want to interact with you guys. So, Nate, Scott, Kyle, thank you guys so much for all the hard work this season. Jen as well who's not here with us tonight, but was on with us last week. Thank you guys all for your help. Um excited to be back with you here talking the 2022 season in just a couple weeks. Guys, until then, keep it in between baby. See you next time the in-between
1: fantasy football
0: podcast so one thing that you know really sets us apart here is is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related
2: do what you can to become a better person to become a better human